Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. I might chip out, man. I got this, yeah. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome back, Ankle Pickers. We have an, a full panel here today. When I mean full panel, I legitimately mean full panel. Parker is in attendance. Parker, how are you? We'll go to you first. How's everything going? I'm good. I feel bad. I'm back from the dead. I'm excited to be with the boys for this, for this upcoming weekend. It's going to be a fun one. I miss seeing all y'all faces. Yeah, we got to get a little MMA juice back in those veins, get them after it. Kobe, how are you feeling, man? You, you're I busy could not be more yesterday. excited for this weekend. Boys in Austin. Fu- no, this week in Austin. This weekend's go. definitely incredible. Danny, my, my resident analyst, how are you doing, buddy? Absolutely terrific. A little bit scrambled. As you know, I'm preparing for a couple different fight cards at once. Uh, spent all day rewatching PFL 1 with the same fighters running it back on Friday just for a little bit of maybe broadcast intuition, but um, it's been a great week. Look at that. Who would have got, look how far we've all come. We got, you have multiple fight cards you need to be researching and that's uh, just incredible. Also, we have an interview slotted. Uh, Parker's got some big production stuff going, so that'll be a blast. Look forward to that one. Get that docked down in the calendars. In the meantime, we got a short episode for you today or short-ish, we got recap of UFC 275. And then we're going to kick it over to Country Club for news and notes um, that's been compiled and growing even larger as news continues to break um, with replacements and injuries and so on. But Country Club, just make sure you have um, the women's dog numbers for us and the bonuses because I think the first fight I want to – the, the first fight I want to go to might qualify for both. For um, Silva Gomez Juarez uh, viciously knocks out Nay Liang, which is something you don't see often at 115 straw weight. Dan, I'm going to punt it right over to you because I actually missed this fight and I need to go back and watch the whole one minute and 22 seconds of it. But I was yeah, it's out a quick watch um, with family. Yeah. So w- what, what happened? Break it down for me. It was one where I, I remember us talking on the episode. We expected maybe Liang to have a grappling advantage, try and get this to the mat and uh, snatch up one of her arm bars that she does so often. But Sylvie was having none of it. Sylvie hurt her, hurt her quick, and then landed an absolute mega right hand to end the fight. Uh, like you said, something we hardly see from these, uh, what is it, flyweights, atomweights? Yeah, um, 115, fly. No, yeah. straw. Straw, sorry, in between. <laughs> All right. But yeah, what, what an awesome way to get the card kicked off, especially after a little bit of a snoozer in the in the first one in the Edwards Pasquale. Yeah. Well, so Kobe, first two fights were both um lady fights. How did the dogs fare? Not well. We went over well four on dogs this week. Uh oh. And Uh-oh's and where does red. that put the system? In the red. First time all year. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Um, it's tough, but, you know, we expected variance. And if you look at at the card, I mean, how awesome was it being on the woman's dog when the when the scorecards were coming out for the Valentina fight? Obviously, it didn't go our way. Well, but 
That's throughout what I was that whole say, yeah. throughout that whole fight. It was it was looking like there was a massive value on the side that was the MMA algorithm. There was no, there was, and we would have we would have cashed a five. That would have put us up massive, and we'll get into it later. But I actually think the scorecards were wrong. Um, okay, Real quick, before we can jump off, okay. yeah. Sylvia Gomez Suarez. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, yeah, I'm gonna still be it. Every finish got a performance bonus this week. Good, oh, wow. good, good, good. No. I think okay. that should be a standard. Uh, mm. Dana talks about how he doesn't want fighters to ever leave it in the hands of the judges. How he wants them all competing, looking for finishes. This is how you actually reward it. Not if oh I get a finish, but it's not as cool as that one. I don't get money. These guys need money, and and fuck it, give them all finishes. I, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree. So we're going to skip up a couple unanimous decisions. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Allen, honestly, underwhelming again. So the new the newcomer that we rightfully compared to Rong Zhu gets it done. Uh, oh, yeah. Stevie, Steve Garcia, counter right against uh, Masha Hate. 21-year-old um, Chinese-born fighter, very similar to Rong Zhu, the youngest or one of the youngest on the active roster, and he gets it done. Round one uh, against Steve Garcia, leaving questions, I, I, I think. I mean, I know you were saying that you, if you had to pick a side, you were on the side of Steve Garcia. Did, well, yeah, what's your instant reactions after that finish? Just an embarrassing performance, I think, from Steve. He really ran in there with no defense, no game plan, no setup, and just ran. I won't say walked because he was rushing. He ran into that counter right hand. It was perfectly timed, just right on the chin, dropped him like a sack of hammers. But, man, I was surprised that Steve Garcia just threw caution to the wind like that. Yeah, it was – but also that the young guy can capitalize on it too. I mean, what a Definitely. what a way to get – what a way to get your octagon experience under your belt is it being able to – being like now he knows for sure that he is capable and, and he's able to stand in there with the, with guys that are UFC caliber. Yeah. And wrong zoo uh, never had even a, a similar comparable, anything. He, he hasn't had nearly no. this moment of success and yeah. Good for Masate. Agreed. So Don't Jack Delamedalena. Yep. Jack Delamedalena, uh, country clubs favorite versus Ramazan Amiv and it actually ended with body shots, believe it or not, in the in the very oh, second round, second round, but body shots that really added up. It was two in a row, and and Ameev just folded. I know a couple people kind of thought that Ameev just wilted a little bit, and, and the body shot just pushed him over. I think the strikes were perfectly landed. I I think it was a true. I don't think he he took away out. I think they were truly landed perfectly, but. Dan, this is a big win for Medellina. I mean, there were a lot of questions, a lot of questions going into him. Can he take, can, can he, you know, battle with this level of opponent? Can he defend the takedown? And I think he answered both questions. Yeah. It's the only interesting thing I had from the, uh, this fight was just the, the tactician that Jack is. I noticed, and I think a lot of other people noticed, I saw some tweets going around. There was a, some extreme redness on like the midsection of Amiv, even before yeah. the fight started, before any yeah. shots landed, just while, while uh, they were announcing the introductions, there was extreme redness. Yeah. And I have to assume that Jack noticed that because like you said, he was 
tactical and precise with those body shots. It was perfect shots landed perfectly to really pick apart a guy like Ramazan who has a great chin. So so the story they're going with is the, the huge red mark along the left side of his body is a heating pad induced red mark. That was what I, that, that is the notion that I heard from the broadcast, but again, you're right. I mean, okay. He had a heating pad for a reason. Is there soreness instantly worked in the body shots and it, and it ended perfectly for him. Right. This next fight is the bonus for Medellina, Kobe. Correct. Yeah. All finished. My boy. So, so this one, in my opinion, not only is it the ankle lock that, that binked as a dog and we crushed closing line value, but I think this was the best performance on the entire card. This was the performance that when I think about watching someone who just is leaps and bounds ahead of his opponent, this is the one I think of. I think that and Jake Matthews started as a pro in the UFC at 19. I think is in his entire career, this was his best performance by far. His boxing for a guy that people look at as a wrestler, which he is, and that's a fair thing to say. His hands looked fucking incredible Saturday night. I, this was the performance that made us Danny and our ankle lock look like we were we could see the future. Definitely, and part of it was our reads on Andre Fialo. And seeing him as this guy who's getting all this really undue hype. And Jack or uh, Jake Matthews was is the martial artist to really pick that apart. Like, like you said, he's been around for a long time. He's been improving a ton. And this was kind of the first complete performance that we saw, which I was really happy about. Yeah, he's a guy that I always find myself on. But the way this matchup worked up is like a, a once in – you know, once every couple months tight bet where you have a guy who's got unjust momentum and a guy who is completely undervalued meeting. And you have such an edge on the Jake Matthews side and it really showed. And hopefully, I mean, Fiala is obviously going to stay around. It's not like that type of loss, but hopefully he actually takes the rest. I mean, he's been so active. Um, I hope he gives him his body a little bit of time to rest and, and he comes back, you know, a little bit later. Um, Weili Zhang spinning back fist over JJ ends in a knockout and JJ then decides to call it a career at 35 years young. Um, and it got a little I, dusty. I don't know where you guys were watching, but uh, in, in, in the room I was watching, there was definitely some dust going around. I started rubbing my eyes. They got all red, a little watery. I don't know what it was. Yeah. I mean, she, to me had, I mean, when I look at her career, so many amazing fights, but also just like, um, like she really pioneered this division. And a lot of people still look at her as the best champ this division has ever seen. Joanna champion, her Joanna run. violence. It, it yeah. really says it all. And you've seen a lot of fighters. I know Carolina Kovacavic is a countryman of her. And so she was tweeting about it, but I mean, you got all these pretty well-known women's MMA athletes coming out and talking about how much Joanna inspired them along their journey. And it's, it's just so cool to see. It's sad that it's the end, but she's given us so much and she's given so much to this sport. Yeah, I agree. And I know that also something about her, she had a long layoff and I kind of honestly knew it was coming. Like I remember when 
Habib retired, I was so beyond blindsided by that. This one, I kind of had an inclination that if, if this wasn't her last, let's say she wins, maybe she retires, tries to get the belt and retires. Like she was on the way out and we, she made comments about that, but yeah, 35 years old and has given 20 years to this sport. I more, I respect to her and I wish her nothing but the best. Now the winner, and she said in the post fight that she's kind of not going anywhere in terms of she's going to be around the sport. She's going to be helping out at the performance Institute. She's going to be still training an American top team, helping out her teammates and, uh, I, I don't know. We might even see like a Khabib turn where she's in someone's corner. She's coaching someone and uh, is contributing to the sport in that way. Cause I really don't think that you can take MMA out of Joanna John Jacek or Jan Jacek out of MMA. It's no. just not going to happen. Nor if you're a fan of the sport, do you want that? Weili Zhang though, on the other side needs, I think her win kind of got a little bit overshadowed by the big retirement news, but it was great in the own right because it showed something that I think a lot of people expect out of her and have been waiting to see and both of well the rose with the head kick she just lost but the split decision there was a ginormous lack of urgency massive people were very upset about that she i mean it's a lot gets caught lost in translation but she was saying that she wanted to go after jj this time and really show the aggression i, I think she looked phenomenal i think this is the best way Zhang we've seen 100 percent, i completely agree and how about Henry Cejudo as a shout for coach of the year. I know we keep talking about this fight ready gym and all the things they're doing, but Jerry Wei Lee, what a card he had. Yeah. He's, and he obviously is one of the better minds in the sport. That's always kind of been his thing is his mental is just as good at his physical. He's always been very calculated with his approach and his title fights. Split decision. Valentina Shevchenko retains the belt against Talia Santos. Also, a little, I guess, rumor or, or tidbit came out after the fight that she was dealing with an injury. The disclosure of that, I'm not sure with, like pre-fight. I thought she looked like shit on the scale. I thought the weight cut must have been horrible. She looked really bad on the scale, really bad walking in. But nonetheless, I think this was the worst performance we've seen out of Valentina Shevchenko. I think really it's a high bar, though. I don't know if she looked awful i think she made some game plan mistakes for sure the way she kept on closing the distance when she was having success on uh, at range and trying for those head and arm throws against a bigger and stronger woman that she learned in the first round was just idiotic and she kept going back to it and, and winding up in adverse positions i've never i will say i've never seen someone outwork valentina in scrambles and that happened consistently to a t tyler santos was the fresher grappler was the smarter grappler was the one getting the advantage out of every single scramble that took place. Yeah. Um, but I think we did see in, in a potential rematch, a really easy path to victory, a game plan for victory. If Valentina just stays at range and doesn't go for well, these think, stupid head in their arm throws. I think that, so I scored one, two, and three all for Santos four and five for Shevchenko. I also did live. I haven't watched it back yet. I, I think that round two is a really close round. Um, I don't think there was a single sub attempt attempted in round two. The other thing too, the big difference for me. The other thing too, is I think that without the accidental clash of heads that led to that massive swelling of the eye that kind of changed the trajectory of the fight. I don't know if we're having this conversation right now. I think Santos might've gotten the job done. The other thing too, is 
Do you know what this these th- this fight, the Santos fight, and the Jennifer Maya fight have in common? Like what it reminds me of a lot is John Jones in the Dominic Reyes and Tiago Santos fight. It's this super uber elite talent that it, I think that if you took away the Lauren Murphy finish and the Andrade finish in that in-betweener, because she's been super active, we're talking about her just like we're talking about John Jones because both, she was a live dog against Jennifer Maya going into round three. She was a live dog against Talia Santos going into round four. Um, the, I, one, I, the one thing it's funny you bring that up today, uh, Dominic Reyes was on Helwani today um, talking about how much that decision changed his career. He's felt that in his, in his past two um, performances, he's just kind of really been lost in the octagon because he hasn't gotten over those decisions yet. And he thought that if the three judges had done their job that day, um, his whole life would have been changed. He sees it as a huge fork in the road. And I just thought that was a really interesting comment. Yeah. He should move on because what's done is done. Obviously it's easier for me to say, but he, you also got to think about like the financial impact it's had on him because champ salaries are massive. Um, plus the name and likeness that comes from being a champion. Yeah. It's, it's sad that I think hopefully 10 years down the line, the eye pokes with the gloves are fixed and, and we get more clear defined judging rules because even in this fight, whatever judge scored 49, 46 for Shevchenko, I'm dying to know what fight they were watching. I truly am dying to know what fight they were watching. That one made no sense. But at last, we sit here again, and Shevchenko is still the undisputed champion for 125. And now we'll get to the main event. Yuri Pohashka versus Glover Teixeira. Unbelievable. Yuri Pohashka gets the belt with 30 seconds left in the fight, subbing him by rear naked choke at that would be plus 1600 for him to submit Glover. For me, it stung because I rode Glover straight. I rode Glover live. And I also, he was the last leg of my parlay that was going to cash. So that sucked. Um, he was up on two of the three court scorecards with a draw on the third. Um, but and he was I winning have, that fifth. It's a draw on the third, but until he gets yeah. choked out. He, yeah, he was, he was going to win. He had him out on the feet. Uh, Went for that guillotine, which was a really interesting move. Uh, just giving up top position immediately after yeah, rocking was, Jerry Prohaska. Yeah, but um, yeah, what what a brutal finish for him. Obviously, you know, he said live by the sword, die by the sword. That's yeah, it just shows how much of a professional he is and how great he is for this sport. But what an awesome fight! It really was a special treat to watch, yeah, and. Glover is not retiring for those who thought that might be in the cards. It, it was the number one line of questioning he dealt with after the fight. The other thing too, is I think a lot of people are going around on social media talking about how this is the best light heavyweight fight ever. What a great fight. Dan, I was a little underwhelmed by the fight. I thought, wow. yeah. So I've not heard that take at all so, this week. So here's the other person who shares this take with me, Anthony Smith, Lionheart. Um, I think the fight was fun. I enjoyed watching it. But what I mean by that is I think both Glover and Yuri did did not fight their best fight. I think they both looked, I I think they both gassed out way earlier than people 
re- really realized the reason why the fight was so entertaining is because it was two guys who were gassed out, but their, their gas tanks depleted fast. I think that, you know, it was, it was very entertaining, but so Anthony Smith, I was like, I don't want to say this out loud because that's a very controversial opinion. Anthony Smith shares the opinion. He was saying that he thought this was one of the worst performances out of both those men. And then I was like, I might have the confidence to say my opinion. I mean, it was an entertaining fight, but I think that they both, I think you're, well, Yuri was very vocal about how he thought he fought like shit. He was like apologizing. He's like, I fought terribly. And I think Glover looked like a 42 year old. (laughs) I guess that's the way to say it. For the first time in four years, I think I looked at Glover. I was like, that's a 42 year old man fighting in there. Um, but nonetheless, it was entertaining. A lot of people love that fight. We got some fresh blood in the cage. And Dan, do you know what else I'm seeing on Twitter all the time? Magomed chopping off, chopping off Yuri's head. I think everyone thinks Magomed's going to take that from Yuri pretty easily. Wow. I, I don't know. I was, I was really not impressed by Yuri. So when he came out and said, I fought like shit, I was like, okay, like he, he did not look great. And, and if it wasn't for that incredible sub attempt, which I will give him credit there that he went for, for hail Mary. I think people are talking about him as, as a pretty lackluster performance. Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I, I don't disagree. I'm not going to say that it was the most untouchable elite performance from either guy, but I think a lot of that had to do with the guy standing across from them. Jerry was having trouble getting his striking off. Obviously he was trying to set up a lot of shots and, Landed yeah. a lot. Flying Glover was lot. able to take him into his realm. And then once it got into Glover's realm, Jerry was escaping those subs like it was no problem. Yeah. I remember that arm triangle and he just rolled out of and landed in top position. Obviously, I agree with you. It, it had a lot to do with Glover being so tired and not taking yeah, his back when it was presented there and, and giving up a position. But I was impressed by both of them in both of their, I guess, worst discipline. So I agree with you that they didn't show their top level skills in their discipline, but I was impressed at how they reacted to each other's uh, game plan. I guess another thing too, that I I would be happily right home about is when you look how Glover ran through Blahovich on the floor, when you looked how Glover ran through Anthony Smith on the floor, when you look how Glover ran through Tiago Santos on the floor, maybe I'm being a little harsh on Yuri's defensive aspect of the of the I I completely agree with that sentiment I mean I just was unimpressed by I think the stand-up I was a little unimpressed with I think Anthony Smith subs Jerry if they fight and I think Glover obviously couldn't yeah it's a gas tank thing it's a huge gas thing I noticed it almost instantly and I also noticed Yuri really start and he was do you know Yuri kind of remind me of with with the way he approached this fight was kind of Michelle Pereira in a way. I mean, he threw a lot of jump knees and then he threw a lot of crazy shit and then all of a sudden he's like I'm tired as fuck and it turned into a slow kind of dog fight That's an type interesting point match. because yeah. you saw all those extra movements, the spins exactly. and and the, and the big whatever head fakes and the the footwork that was a little bit unnecessary I agree with you. Reminded yeah. me of Michelle. And I think people got swept up in the excitement of the whole thing because of, especially with the way it ended. But I think if you looked at just on an individual performance basis, I think both of them probably went home, watched the film and were like, Ugh, I could have done better. I know, I know Yuri is. I'm sure Glover's like that 30 seconds has haunted me. 
Well, Yuri went home to a parade. And- right. I was about to say he had 30 no, seconds he, of yeah, feeling bad, bad for himself no, no, and then yeah. started partying his ass no, off. He's not, not feel bad for himself, but when he goes in the gym to prepare for his next fight, they're going to have a lot of things to say. He's aware of that. And then Glover, I think will be like 30 fucking seconds, man. 30 seconds. Yeah. Speaking of that, we can end with a little bit, little interesting tidbit. The second latest finish in UFC history. Wait, wait, wait. wait. That can't be right. The second latest championship. title championship fight history. You said UFC history, but like Paul Craig said. The way I read it was UFC history, but it could no. be the, fifth, the fact that it's a fifth round. It's not UFC oh. history. Oh, fifth round, Reese. That's that's actually a huge point. I didn't think about that at all. So, okay. So, main event. So, okay. So, it's the late, second latest sub in main event or championship history. Um, can I guess the first? You can. I don't know it off the top of my head. I think it's Chael Sonnen versus Anderson Silva, if I'm not mistaken. That triangle? Yep. Oh, my gosh. I think. I don't know, though. I love I love oh, Chael's no. take on that. He's you know like, no, is? I'm tapping to end the round. Oh, no. do you know what it is? It's uh, Overeem Jarzinho. That was five rounds. Yeah. Biggie boy. Yeah. If that stat's true, which – the more I'm starting to name the, that I rip both those off the top of my head like that, I'm starting to wonder if it's actually true. That was so quick. <laughs> that Anderson finish still haunts me. I'm a that was, guy. That was a, the Biggie Boy Overeem knockout or Overeem knockout of Biggie Boy was 456 in the fifth. Yep. Yep. Okay. Crazy. Yeah, crazy. Um, last thing before we jump into news and notes, we have the fan bonuses, crypto.com, Bitcoin. Yeah. I'm curious about those. Can I take a guess quick? I'm just going to sure. write off a quick guess. I, I was, so I was looking at this on the way the voting works and you, you can vote before the fights even happen, which is weird. And you also like, you have to scroll down pretty far to get to the earlier fights. So my guess is all the bonuses were on the maiden card. I'm guessing Whaley Zane got one. I'm guessing Jake Matthews got one. And I'm guessing, I want to say Yuri Prohoshka got one, even though I hope it's Jack Della Maddalena. These bonuses have been trashed. Valentina definitely got one just off of her name alone. Maybe. That's what I'm saying. That's a possibility. You guys basically got it between the two of you. Third place, 10K to Whaley Zhang. Second place, 20K to Yuri. And first place, 30K to Valentina. So First place stupid. bonus because she had the best performance of her so fucking career. Fucking stupid. That is so dumb. Literally, they need to fix how they do it. Because you can vote for people before the fights happen. It, it's That's horrible. Valentina should donate that 30k to fucking split it between jake it should be like a prelim bonus the people in the main event shouldn't even be like considered they're already making this much it should be like media vote only bonus i mean what idiot is saying i mean both yuri and shevchenko arguably sucked (laughs) but what whatever yeah way lee the spinning back fist ko over jj is is third okay whatever news and notes yeah, I mean, I think that's that that probably qualifies under news and notes. So let's just keep going. All right, let's keep swinging here. Um, Tim Elliott's out of his bout against Amir Albazi. That's not this week. Next week, June twenty fifth. Um, we think rumored Manel Cape, who had some health issues, what two weeks ago? I think it, wasn't it Bontor Bontorin that had the health issue, and so he's just with, been without a fight, kind of waiting by. I don't remember for sure. Honestly, I thought it was Manel Cape that had the health issue, but I'm not going to argue over it at this point. Um, no, let's yeah. argue over it. No, I'm just kidding. You <laughs> <laughs> let's fight. 
We had uh, some news break today. Uh, the winner of the Sean Strickland Alex Pajera fight in UFC 276 is next in line for the middleweight title shot. I mean, this was really yeah, and I need to say something, Dan. It, uh, I'll, do you want to go first, or can I just? No, you go. I'm pulling up the UFC oh, middleweight rankings. Please do. This is what bothers me, and this is something that I, I know is like beating a dead horse, so I'm going to make it quick and to the point. But if that doesn't show you the illegitimacy of people looking so fondly upon Israel Adesanya, Israel Adesanya is going to get this shot. He's going to shit on whoever wins. They're a perfect stylistic matchup for him, and everyone's going to be goat. Oh, he's so fucking good. Dude, Usman would ragdoll him. I, I think you saw what Jan Blachowicz did. If you implement any sort of wrestling, he's so lucky that this division is so thin. It's it Between this and heavyweight, it is an absolute head-scratcher on how the fuck they're so thin and light heavyweight. I, I'm ridiculous. I saw that, and I just laughed. I mean, remember... Izzy got dropped three times by five six Calvin Gastelum. That's all. That's all I'm saying. That was an awesome fight, and he dug deep. I don't see that. So the drops obviously aren't great, but I don't see that fight as like a knock on his resume at all. Like I me, mean, I do. Calvin Gastelum's like one in six, and he he was almost even with with the current goat middleweight. It's tough. I feel. I just feel for Derek Brunson uh, getting finished by Jared Cannonier after his what five, six fight win streak. Yep. He's really the stylistic matchup that could take Izzy down if we're looking I know. at the rankings. I know. But it obviously just wasn't meant to be their first matchup. He's he's improved so much since then in terms of the wrestling. I think he might have the skill set. I don't know if he'll ever get back to that shot. Sucks. Yeah, and at 38, it's tough, or 39. and But yeah, I mean, look at middleweight. You got, it's, it's Whitaker Vittori, right? And then... Winner of Strickland versus per- like the fact that Pereira is 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 a Strickland win away from a title shot is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It doesn't I, make I, any sense. Hard to get that matchup again. Ridiculous. Izzy versus Pereira. Yeah, Here's obviously it'll sell pay per views. There's a narrative, whatever. Here's the key though. Your Dana White privilege. Here's the huge key though. Where's that line set? Because there's always that Pereira beat him twice, but there's also the, this is a different sport. I mean, if Izzy's anything less than minus 300, you have to take him, right? Yeah. Oh, I I think almost no matter what, you have to be hammering Izzy. Izzy was a blue belt before Alex decided he was going to make the switch. Yeah, but Izzy's still trash. All right. Keep it moving. Um, actually, we have some breaking news from our stats department. The Anderson Silva sub of Charles Sonnen was in the fifth round, three minutes and 10 seconds in. So not as late as. Yeah, that Yuri sub is be- Yuri like sub. so late. I think the Chael ones just seemed later because Chael was dominantly winning like against the GOAT. Like, so it seemed like when that triangle got ripped up, it's like that felt like there was a second left in the fight. I mean, but Chell was just tapping to end the round. He didn't think right? the fight was over. I, I think when you it watch was four replay, to one, it's a thumbs up. I think when you see a replay, he's just doing a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen those memes going around where like it's Chev Ch- or like JJ sprawled out and there's no, <laughs> like, yeah, it's like uh, it's got overturned to a no contest after it shows JJ give you a thumbs up. <laughs> it's like she's flat, but her hands like this. I mean, one thing we didn't touch upon is the great refereeing in the main event. There was yeah. a lot of people saying that, yeah, that was a big tapped a couple times. Yeah. Um, 
while he was doing those like kind of rabbit punches or whatever he was trying to do yeah. uh, with an open hand slaps and whatnot. But um, yeah, great refereeing. Yeah, I think that, was, that, that was a storyline. So I'm actually going to say that's still with the news and notes. We're not even backtracking. Um, got a couple of fight announcements to close this up. Alexandre wow. Pantoja and Alex Perez, UFC 277. That'll be Sweet in Dallas matchup. In July. Who do you favor there, Dan? Who do you fancy? I want to go with Alex Perez, but I'm really hoping he's a dog, to be honest. Oh, see, I like Pantoja there. Also, uh, Parker, you missed it if you haven't listened to the set the spread, but Danny is in big trouble for a three-bagger Malort. He he <laughs> he had Neil Magny as a heavy favorite. <laughs> Do I have to bring some Malort with us to Austin? No, I've still got some. Yeah, but, you do uh, actually. I'm out. Three shots. I will say just to just to whatever. I think if you put that line into tapology, it'll say just slight favorite or moderate favorite. It won't say heavy. So uh, that, that's that's cents. what I'm hanging my laurels on. By five cents, <laughs> that one ninety five. Um, another fight announcement: Takashi Sato, Brian Battle at welterweight. Brian Battle's coming down to welterweight. Any interest there? Yeah, I knew that was a storyline. I mean, that, that's just good for him because he he could be a like a, a lesser Jared Cannonier with how Jared Cannonier just had extra weight and just cut. And now he's a yoked middleweight. It, it's something that like a lot of people have been calling for like Calvin Gaslam to do for a while. So I'm glad that Brian Battle's getting ahead of it. Yeah, and I don't know if he's in a, he's a former Alaska FC regional scene guy, right? I don't know if yeah weight cutting was that as was like. Maybe you need the extra pounds up in Alaska for the for the heat, you know? Yeah, like it's a different country. <laughs> um, last fight announcement, probably the most fun. UFC 278 announced in Salt Lake City end of August. And the headliner on that one's going to be Usman versus Leon Edwards too. Leon finally getting this chance at gold. Yeah, Leon, that's another like kind of Dana White privilege, but not totally because – Dude, the dude is so inactive, and I still think he should have to fight Bilal after that eye poke, but, you know, whatever. I, I He almost got finished by Nate Usman. I, I'm predicting an Usman by murder if I had to guess, and I think Leon's really talented. I just think, like, Leon probably loses to Colby, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, I would, I, I would I have Colby that. as a favorite for sure. Yeah, so I don't know if this is Usman's even Usman's toughest fight. So that's what I got, and we—that's it for fight announcements. That's that's a slow. Well, week. that's not all the fight announcements. All the no, I meant like that's it for like. I mean, no one. Yeah, I meant for like notable fight announcements. Well, if I missed any, we'll get them next week. Reese, just right. to wet your whistle, I was seeing a rumor this week of uh, Marab Jose Aldo. Dude, I would love. I just want to see the dude fight. I don't even <laughs> and care. This, this has been your weekly segment of dude Marab Devalishvili. Dude, I don't even Rumored care. Fight. I just want to see him fight. I don't even care who at this point. Like, give him fucking – I know Chaz Scully just got cut. Give him Chaz Scully. I don't care. <laughs> like, I just want to watch him fight, dude. Jose Aldo, Chaz Scully, same, same. Dude, Rob Piotr Jan would be awesome, except Rob would lose, but I would love to see that. We could be wrapping this up for good. We might be tagging no, we, on. Yeah, I was about to say we are. Close us out, I guess. Yeah, We can close us out. We might be tacking on a preview later in the week. we got some scheduling that we got to figure out, but – in case this is it. Parker, are you around to give us a poha? It's not every day we get you on the show here. I see his reflection in the fridge, and now he's not moving on purpose. I saw him do that, yeah. too. I had to listen to make sure you're talking to me or not. Oh, yeah.
Give us a poha to wrap us up. Poha! Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.